Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we are diving into Simple Tips, Smart Ideas by Erica Wolf Murray. This is a refreshing guide for small businesses seeking to navigate the challenges of business growth, marketing, and innovation. Wolf Murray, a respected name in the small business sector, successfully distills industry wisdom into manageable, applicable tips and ideas that cater to the unique needs of smaller, boutique-style businesses and startups. Erica Wolf Murray's expertise shines brightly as she veers away from the conventional focus on large corporations and instead delivers actionable, effective advice for small companies and freelancers. Beyond being a successful author, she is a revered marketing expert, a management consultant, the owner of a media company, and the director of a tax app dedicated to freelancers. Simple Tips, Smart Ideas is a must-read for small business owners seeking to gain a competitive edge, employees contemplating their own startups, and individuals looking to transform their side hustles into profitable ventures. So join us as we explore the wealth of information this book offers in the realm of small business success and profitability. Simple Tips, Smart Ideas, Build a Bigger, Better Business. Introduction, Unlock Big Potential in Small Business Operations. Venturing into your entrepreneurial journey can often be like navigating uncharted territory. Tricky, but full of thrilling opportunities. One unexpected challenge many small-scale entrepreneurs encounter is a dearth of practical guidance tailored to their unique circumstances. The business insights flooding your LinkedIn feed may cater more to Fortune 500 leaders or freshly minted MBAs. What the corner cafe owner or Etsy shop runner really needs are judiciously crafted business wisdom specifically aligned with the contours of their small-scale operations. The reality is, one blueprint doesn't fit all when it comes to business counsel. Smaller ventures wrestle with a unique array of situations, roadblocks, and opportunities compared to their corporate counterparts, and this is precisely the crux of the matter addressed in the insights from Simple Tips, Smart Ideas. Packed with candid guidance on the challenges and potential awaiting small businesses, they're a treasure trove of practical tips. So, tune in as we unravel the secrets to why ditching your business plan for a more versatile business map could be a game changer. What is, in actuality, your company's most precious resource? and how the art of storytelling outshines the skills of salesmanship every single time. Part 1. Adapting Your Business Plan Along with the changing business landscape, architects wouldn't sketch out intricate designs for their projects only to discard them once the build commences. Educators wouldn't meticulously structure their year-long syllabus only to neglect it post-inception. Similarly. Why should numerous small business entrepreneurs invest significant time and effort in devising comprehensive business plans only to let them collect digital dust in their computer archives? Shouldn't they re-examine and update their business blueprints once their venture is off the starting blocks? The crux here is, your business plan ought to transform and advance in tandem with your business evolution. As a small business operator, your business plan should resemble more of a business map, 
a dynamic document that mirrors the growth and shifts within your business. Let's delve into the strategy to create such a map. Set aside time and gather your team. Grab a large sheet of paper and bisect it into two parts. Label one half as internal and the other as external. Start by populating the internal section with information about your team's background, interests, competencies, and talents. The more detailed this section, the better. You're aiming for a comprehensive sketch of your team that encapsulates more than just their professional identities. Next, prompt your colleagues to compile a list of all past clients. Dive as deep as clients they've catered to in their part-time jobs or volunteering roles. Subsequently, have your team members list down all services they've rendered for a fee with the same level of granularity. You may uncover overlaps or synergies that potentially indicate new markets for your business. Now, shift your focus to the external half of the paper. Outline your market positioning and scrutinize your primary competitors. If plausible, try to predict emerging market trends. Being a small business, you have the flexibility to capitalize on any trends aligning with your capabilities. Finally, document recent happenings in your business over the past 18 months, encompassing both triumphs and setbacks. If you've adhered to this blueprint faithfully, what you end up with will transcend a mere business plan. It will be a distinctive map of your capabilities, experiences, challenges, networks, and much more. A representation of what only your company can provide. And above all, this map is meant to be used, not discarded. Schedule regular sessions to revisit and revise your map, ensuring it remains a dynamic reflection of your business. Part 2. Grasping the true value of your product is a growth catalyst. Imagine you're running a business specializing in picture framing. What are you selling? Frames, mounts, glass? Sounds about right? But when you scratch beneath the surface, what are your customers genuinely procuring from you? Essentially, they're investing in a means to safeguard cherished mementos and precious memories. The key takeaway here is, grasping the true value of your product is pivotal to your growth trajectory. Often, small-scale businesses stunt their potential by failing to comprehend what they're truly selling and what they might be capable of offering down the line. This inevitably stymies their revenue growth. Revisiting the aforementioned picture framing venture, an astute framer realizes she's selling beyond mere frames. She is incessantly on the lookout for opportunities to leverage the unique value proposition her business extends to its clients. She might introduce scrapbooking workshops, photo preservation services, or even host local art shows. These are all viable strategies to diversify revenue sources and expand her clientele. Reflect on your small enterprise. It's likely that customers appreciate it in ways you haven't fully considered yet. Proactively seek out client feedback, striving to grasp how and why they value your services. Simultaneously, keep generating your own insights. For instance, Unipart, a car parts distributor, implemented this strategy to significant effect. Initially, Unipart began as a distribution service, promising car parts to garages within a remarkably swift delivery window. This necessitated top-tier logistical proficiency consistently. 
Gradually, they realized that their logistics acumen was an asset they could offer to clients. Consequently, Unipart inaugurated a new division dedicated to providing logistics workshops for other firms. Like Unipart, your business probably harbors dormant potential waiting to be exploited. But how can you reveal this hidden treasure? It's all about adopting an analytical mindset. Contemplate what skills and services you could potentially furnish that you aren't currently extending. You could embark on this journey by exploring the spick and span approach. SPIC is an abbreviation signifying components that people are willing to pay for. Services, products, intel or data, clients or customers, and knowledge. You might be dispensing services, but a thorough SPIC and SPAN analysis could uncover potential to deliver additional value to your clients. Data, intel, or products. And needless to say, additional offerings equate to increased revenue. Part 3. Unlocking the true wealth, your intellectual property. Let's conduct a quick inventory of your assets. What's the most valuable element in your arsenal? Is it the cash reserves? Maybe the inventory? Could it be the machinery and equipment or the physical workspace? If your enterprise mirrors most small businesses, probably none of the above are your biggest assets. The main thrust here is, the crown jewel of your business is likely your intellectual property pondering over intellectual property. Essentially, it could be a novel invention, a unique process, or an original design. The spectrum of assets that fall under intellectual property is incredibly wide, as you can discern from the exhaustive World Intellectual Property Organization's website. Quite often, for many small enterprises, their key asset is their intellectual property, or IP. But let's assume you've pinned down your IP, Why should you endure the rigmarole of establishing ownership? One crucial reason is protection. In case rival firms attempt to mimic your unique idea or product. But it doesn't stop there. You can also license your intellectual property to others for a stipulated fee, or you can even trade it outright as an asset. Your IP will nestle into one of four broad categories. Let's dissect each one. First up, copyright. By law, This is granted automatically and free of charge to any work that is physically recorded, whether on paper, in sculpture, on canvas, or any other medium. Books are prime examples of copyrighted materials. However, your pitch documents, user manuals, style guides, web content, etc. Also enjoy the same privilege. To establish your copyright, simply mark your work with the copyright symbol, your name, and the date. Next, we have a trademark. It represents a symbol, could be a logo or a tagline, that symbolizes your brand, product, or service. A trademark prevents competitors from leveraging your branding for their sales. Unlike copyright, a trademark necessitates legal registration, and you'll need to renew it every decade. Thirdly, we have patents. Should your business possess a product, process, system, or formula that is entirely new, A patent can offer protection. It curbs others from benefiting from your invention. Finally, what if you hold something that isn't entirely new, but you've revamped its design or appearance? This is where the last category comes into play. Design rights safeguard the form and aesthetics of your product, deterring competitors from replicating your work. 
knowledge is indeed power. Recognizing what your IP is could be a game changer in empowering your business. Part 4. Embrace your small scale as a tactical advantage. Ever heard the tale of David and Goliath? Goliath, a colossal Philistine giant, challenges the Israelites, asserting that if any one of them could best him in a duel, the Philistines would be their slaves forever. It's a young boy named David who musters the courage to take him on. At first glance, David's chances against the towering Goliath appear dismal. But with a well-aimed shot from his slingshot, David succeeds in downing the giant. Does your small business find itself pitted against industry giants? You might feel disadvantaged due to your size. However, remember that you can embody David's spirit among your towering competitors. The key takeaway here is, the small scale of your business can prove to be a strength, giving you strategize astutely. Competing with mighty, established rivals attempting to edge you out of the market can indeed be challenging. But your small business possesses an attribute those large firms lack. Agility. The author introduces a tool named the OODA loop that can help you leverage your size as an advantage. OODA stands for observe, orient, decide, act. The process begins with observation. As a small enterprise, you hold the upper hand in swiftly capitalizing on emerging trends. But that demands being aware of those trends. So, maintain vigilance, keep your business radar on high alert, and you're likely to outdo your hefty competitors in recognizing trends, behavioral shifts, and fresh opportunities. After observing the shifts and opportunities in your market, align your business with them. How can you strategically position yourself to exploit these situations? Then comes decision-making. For this step, swift action is key. Unlike large firms, your small business has a much less lengthy decision-making process. There's no need for endless approvals or cumbersome sign-offs. So decisiveness is key. Will you react to this trend or opportunity? If the answer is yes, then it's time to spring into action. Launch that novel product. Initiate that cutting-edge service. Kick off that marketing campaign. Utilizing the OODA loop, you can spot an opportunity, align your business in its regard, make a decision, and follow through all within the time taken by your bigger competitors to even schedule their first exploratory meeting. Perhaps size does hold significance, just not in the way you initially thought. Part 5. Unraveling your revenue model and diversifying it can boost your growth. How quickly can you recall your business's annual turnover or profits? If you're akin to most small business owners, you likely know these statistics to the decimal point. Here's another question for you. Can you clearly outline your revenue model? In other words, can you describe the process through which your customer's payment gets deposited into your bank account? The central idea here is, understanding your revenue model and diversifying it will enhance your business growth. You should be as conversant with your revenue model as you are with your financial statements. Depending solely on one revenue model, means limiting your business potential. There are myriad ways to generate revenue. Let's explore some revenue models you might be able to adopt. One potential model involves charging an access fee. If your business caters to a specific niche, you likely have access to a unique market. You could consider levying an access fee to connect other enterprises with your niche clientele. The next model 
revolves around an exclusivity fee. Have you encountered situations where you've pitched a service or product to a client, but they require more time to consider it? In such cases, you could collect an exclusivity fee from the client in return for not offering the same idea to their competitors. The third model hinges on a first-look fee. Imagine a scenario where a client wants to brainstorm ideas with you prior to signing a contract. In that case, charging them a first-look fee would be prudent. Essentially, this fee covers the ideas you're contributing, ensuring you get paid regardless of whether a contract ensues. The fourth revenue model entails a license fee. Consider that you're a small business producing artisanal ice cream in the UK. You recognize there's a market for your ice cream in the US as well, but lack the means to expand there. If you provide your recipe to a US-based producer, they can produce and sell your ice cream stateside, and you would, quite rightly, secure a generous license fee in return. The final revenue model we'll explore is a subscription model, an alternative to one-time sales. If you're in the business of selling organic cosmetics, for example, you could impose a recurring fee and send a monthly box of eco-friendly makeup to your customers' doors. Why not dig deeper into various revenue models until you discover the ones that resonate best with your business? Part 6. Building a robust team is the bedrock of your business success. As the leader of a small business, you've likely expended considerable time and effort on assembling your team, poring over resumes, leading numerous interviews, and assigning roles judiciously. All these efforts converge towards your goal of crafting the optimal team to propel your business towards its objectives. However, never forget that while you need their support, they too require your support. The crux here is, the strength of your business is intricately linked to the strength of your team. Research points out that a content workforce enhances productivity. So, what strategies can you employ to ensure your team is motivated and happy? The rationale for starting a business does not exclude rewards, and similarly, your team should not work without rewards. And rewards encompass more than mere salaries. Consider rewarding your staff with team-building activities, such as a weekly office lunch or the occasional weekend BBQ, additional perks such as yoga classes, meditation sessions, or fresh fruit, not only boost morale, but also promote a healthy lifestyle among your team. However, you might be grappling with budgetary constraints as a new startup. Perhaps you barely have enough for salaries, let alone lavish perks. In such cases, augment a modest salary package by giving your employees a stake in the business. Offering shares in profits or stocks or potential partnerships can ensure they have a vested interest in your success and growth. Remember, employee rewards and incentives don't have to burn a hole in your pocket. Something as simple as scheduling a team lunch or organizing professional development sessions where each staff member gets to share their expertise can go a long way. For many employees, nothing is more rewarding than a promotion. By promoting from within, you convey a clear message about your commitment to their professional growth and advancement. This practice fosters a culture of ambition in the workplace, and it carries a bonus Promoting from within is typically more cost-effective than bringing on an external hire. By ensuring that your team members are able to flourish, you're ensuring they'll contribute their utmost towards your business success. It truly is that straightforward. Part 7. 
Maintaining the zest in your client relationships is vital for your business. Consider the early days of a blossoming romance, the showering of gifts, surprise dinner dates, and all the gestures to charm your beloved. Fast forward a few years, and it's easy for the romance to wane and be supplanted by the humdrum of daily life. It takes conscious effort to ensure a long-term relationship remains vibrant. Intriguingly, the same principle applies to your relationships with clients. The central idea here is, you need to ensure your connection with your clients remains vibrant and lively. So how do you ensure client satisfaction? Don't let your long-standing clients feel neglected while you're busy courting new ones. Make it a point to seek feedback from your long-term clients after each project, and when they offer suggestions for improvement, make sure you follow through. Equally, be generous with your own feedback. Even a simple message expressing how enjoyable it is to work with them can make a huge difference. However, being responsive to your clients doesn't mean you should always acquiesce to their demands. Strive for equilibrium in your relationship. Don't hesitate to politely decline unrealistic requests and provide constructive criticism when necessary. After all, they hired you for your expertise, not for agreeing to everything they say. Just like you choose your business partners with care, ensure you carefully select your contact person within each firm. Working directly with decision makers can often streamline the process. Having a contact who always needs to get approval from someone else can hinder your progress and waste valuable time. Moreover, remember that bigger isn't always synonymous with better. It's a common dream among small businesses to land that high-profile, big-ticket client. But tread cautiously. Large firms working with smaller businesses can sometimes throw their weight around. Ensure your contract terms are equitable and fair. If their contract is laden with legalese, as is often the case, it's prudent to consult a lawyer before signing on the dotted line. Let's circle back to our relationship metaphor. If the spark isn't there, there's no point in forcing it. You wouldn't pursue someone romantically if there's no chemistry. Apply the same principle to your clients. If the thought of working on a project with them doesn't excite you, then it's better to pass. After all, Enthusiasm and excitement are often the drivers of great results. Part 8. The magic of storytelling can be the ace up your business's sleeve. Imagine the familiar phrase, once upon a time. It's likely to invoke a flurry of childhood memories, tales of mythical creatures, enchanted castles, and heroic quests. The power of storytelling is captivating, It's enchantment undeterred by age. The fundamental insight here is, your business's story can be its most compelling sales pitch. Still skeptical about the profitability of storytelling? Just take a peek at the box office collections of the latest superhero movie or the earnings of best-selling authors like J.K. Rowling. There's no denying it, stories sell. When you pitch your business to prospective clients, you're essentially selling your unique narrative. For instance, consider Selfridges, a renowned UK department store known for its popular food halls. Many small artisan food vendors aspire to have their products displayed there. But what determines which boutique olive oil or artisanal cheese makes the cut? Of course, factors like taste, packaging, and origin are crucial. 
However, according to a member of Selfridge's food buying team, the decisive factor is often the story behind the product. So, what's the tale of your business? In essence, it's your backstory, your origins, your journey, your challenges and triumphs, and your vision for the future. Your business story is the narrative that paints the picture of your brand to the world. Think about which facets of your story you want to spotlight for your customers, and then weave these elements into an engaging narrative. Remember, your story doesn't need to be an epic, it just needs to be authentic. Also, ensure your marketing mirrors your narrative. Let's say you're a hairdresser. Any salon can offer trendy cuts and chic hairstyles, but what sets you apart is your unique story. Maybe your punk rock teenage years inspired you to open a quirky alternative salon. There you go. That's your story. This narrative, not just a dull listing of services and prices, should be the centerpiece of your website and social media presence. Here's a twist to our story discussion. Your narrative should not just resonate with your clients, but should also speak to you. Revisiting your story helps you remember what sets you apart and aids in crafting a cohesive brand identity. As a business owner, there are numerous ways for you to connect with your story. For example, suppose your business importing sardines was born from your Portuguese roots. Why not incorporate distinctive Portuguese elements in your workspace, serve traditional Portuguese wine at office gatherings, or end your emails with a playful ciao? Maintain clarity in your narrative, and your business's tale might just have its fairy tale ending. Final summary. The primary lesson here is, small can be mighty, especially when it comes to business. Your venture's small size could be its biggest asset in a saturated market. With nimbleness, versatility, and passion on your side, the only limit to your potential to engage with your customers is the sky. Keep your unique business vision and your compelling narrative in focus and you are on the path to success. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.